Welcome to the Candidly Crawford Podcast. We're all about God, marriage, and life. Here are your hosts, Nick and Teresa Crawford. Hey guys, what's up? It's your boy Nick, and I'm one half of Candidly Crawford. Uh, I miss my wife, but I got my three best friends here with me. Uh, this podcast episode is going to be a special one because we're celebrating Father's because this weekend is Father's Day. So without no further, uh, I don't know, that sounded so churchy. So let's go ahead and scratch that. Let me introduce each one of these guys. So to to my right, I've known this guy since his birth. He's one of my first best friends. Um, We used to fight together, play Madden together. He would cheat and he would try to win and he couldn't win so he would get mad and quit so uh my first roommate <laughs> he's like my first everything wrestling partner whoa whoa pause first everything. okay not like that but <laughs> wait a minute my brother this is donovan so what's up man hey not much now you're gonna have to recant with the madden Turn off the game when I got a, a, a big lead. Nah, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Right, let's keep going. Show. Let's keep going. So to my left, this has been my best friend, twenty plus years. I met him in high school. Wow, I know. In English class, <laughs> like uh, we went to. No, let me let me back up. Let me tell you about Mr. Green's class. No, <laughs> so Mr. I Green. was yes. I, w- I would go to sleep in English class. Oh, and so, right. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. But I made A's. He was just boring. And his breath was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so one time I went to sleep. smell his breath. Yes. So one time I went Try to that. sleep. And they was like, Nick, Nick, you need it in the principal's office. And so I stood straight up <laughs> with the desk, desk on Desk came me. with him. The, like, I stood up and mm-hmm. the desk was still on me. Yep. So I had to sit down and then scoot out the desk. <laughs> Went to the uh, principal <laughs> office. And they they were playing a joke. So I get down there and they was like, we didn't call you. So I come back to the class. Everybody's laughing. Meanwhile, I don't Mr. know why he let you leave. <laughs> I know. He just sat there and let me leave. <laughs> but this has been my best friend, like I said, over 20 years. Um, we went to the prom together with each other's date. There's a prom picture circling around that had me looking like E-40. My, <laughs> my sister-in-law and my mom, my mother-in-law was like E-40. I was like, dang, that is right. Um, shout out to Rob Anthony. Nothing much, man. Thank you again for the time. So the last person on the list who's sitting at the table, uh, how can I describe him? Loud. But <laughs> so let me give you a quick story about Jacoby. The truth. Okay. So I I've known Jacoby for about ten plus years, right? Mm-hmm. But we were not friends for the first couple of years. No. Um, Who liked you first, Jacoby? Donald. But anyway, um, so irrelevant. It is because we're here now, right? So. Me and his daughter, we were cool. She was already calling me uncle. Me and his Locked wife. In. Yeah, me and his wife was cool. 
he just did too much in church. He liked my whole family with I, me. And I couldn't get with him. Um, but then he asked me to chaperone his daughter's party. He was like, I'm inviting everybody else. Might as well invite you. Yeah, she already calls you uncle when you don't fool with me. But okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> Kane, um, I chaperoned the party. And we've been cool ever since, right? Came over to the house and ate up all the cake. He said, right? Like it was a But question. the cake was cheap, though. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby, what's up, man? Hey, thank you again for joining. So, how are you guys this week going? How's your mental? Are y'all in a good headspace? Uh, I'm in a good headspace. I'm feeling good this week. Got a lot of stuff done, so I'm good. That's good. How about you, Don? I am in a pretty good headspace. Uh, you know, it's been a busy week, coming off a busy weekend. Just celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday! Hey! Hey, no, happy, no, birthday happy birthday again. But yeah, I'm good. You getting old, bruh? I would never catch up with you or any of y'all. Okay, see us in the parking lot. <laughs> see us in the parking lot. Don't tempt me with a good time. Pause. True <laughs> <laughs> wow. pause. Okay, Jacoby, how about yourself? I'm in a good mental space. Okay. That's good. Judah, That's Judah, he ain't getting to you? Yeah, he, he, he challenged me to testing. Oh, wow. About several times, a couple of times, but, you know, we're going to make it through. Okay. I don't know how that feels. I ain't got no kids yet, yeah. but I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, and I'm going to pray that you know how. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's my plan. Don't do that. Lord, help us experience everything that I am experiencing right now. <laughs> you know the Lord don't hear that. Okay, so um, the reason why I brought you guys in was because, you know, it's Father's Day weekend, and you guys are my best friends. Y'all were the best men at my wedding. And ironically, all three of you guys are dads. So I wanted to celebrate Father's Day usually around this time, this holiday season. I'm kind of down in my feelings um, for, well, you guys know, but for many of you, you don't know that me and Donovan's dad was killed when we were very young. I was three, he was one. And so just navigating life without him can be um, difficult. Right. So this year I decided, let me celebrate some guys who I truly love. And if I get emotional, I feel comfortable with you guys. Uh, I've cried in front of all of you guys. Definitely. A few times. Yeah. Several. Right. More than 10. Oh, wow. Oh, he kept count. Especially you kept count? Especially that last time. Okay, so. But it was a, it was a happy occasion. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of tears, though. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of? A lot of tissue. Okay, so we're going to keep moving. Um, I'm glad don't nobody have any records of it. But, so. You don't know? I do. Oh, you do. Wow. Okay, so let's 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 start out with something easy, right? Okay. Um, so as a kid, who was your favorite TV dad and why? For me, I would say, honestly, for real, uh-huh. Carl Winslow. <laughs> I can see it. Why Carl? Because 
first of all, he was a cop. And back in that day, I need the feds. You wanted to be twelve. <laughs> no, but back in well, where I'm from, you did not see black cops. Okay. You know, all of the cops, you know, were Caucasian, mm-hmm. and so to to um, look on TV and to see an actual black cop um, that was a dad, that was everything to me. I really, I really liked that because you didn't see that within the town that I grew up in here in the South. Right. So. Okay. And then I was like, I want to go to Chicago. Like, you know, I was like, we're in Chicago. I had to look at the one map, so Carl went slow. Okay. How about you, Rob? I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, at some points I would have maybe said uh, Dr. Cliffbrooks, but I, I'm going to change my answer and go with uh, <laughs> Uncle Phil. Um, he is, you know, one of, you know, you know, when Will came through, he was, you know, a major influence for him. Uh, he taught him how to be a man, how to grow up, how to do things the right way. And he wasn't scared to, you know, take up for the people that he cared for. So I think I would go with Uncle Phil. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the Where I spent most of my days. <laughs> How about you, Donald? Um, me and Rob actually share the same TV dad. Okay. Mm. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil had a strong masculinity about him. He went hard for his people. He went hard yeah. for you if you were right. Yeah. He went hard on you if you were wrong. Yeah. He loved his family. Mm-hmm. You know, even if, you know, the crazy thing Will did, eventually it got on his nerves, but he was circling back around. You know, and Will grew on him. He allowed Will to grow on him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's a nice perspective. I, I like that. So, I hate to say this, but um, my favorite dad was Cliff Puffstable. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. That's well, and, and the reason why I say that is because Heathcliff. yeah, Heathcliff. The reason why I say that is because he did love his family. He believed in education. Um, he showed his love. He was kind of funny, um, kind of corny, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he just. It was, everything was about them. You know what I'm saying? Um, He supported his kids in whatever they did. Um, If they decided to go to college, if they decided to open a wilderness store, um, if they decided to go to Baltimore and have big fun. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so um, I, 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 I... Identify. I think I just stuttered real quick. I identify with Cliff. This is Kendrick Crawford. Yeah. So, um, now to the deep questions or the serious questions. Mm -hmm. How did you guys as father impact your life? Um, I mean, my dad has passed too, um, and, and I really do miss him, but. He used to always be, he, he was obviously always a positive influence in my life. He, uh, he made sure that I stayed on the right path. Um, he, he loved me, you know, with tough love. Um, but he always made sure that I had what I needed and had what I wanted to make sure that I succeeded in what I wanted to do. So, um, miss you, Pop, but um, I, I can never underestimate the things that he taught me as I was growing up. Man, so 
it's crazy because I do remember your dad, Mr. Anthony, and um, he was like he was a cool dude. But then when it was it, when it was too late for me to be over there, he'll be like, "All right, Rob, it's time for him to go home." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just like, "All right." All right, what do y'all, what else? Yes. And so I knew it was time for me to go home. But he was like a constant man. Like, I don't know if I've ever hung out with you at your house and I didn't see him. He would, you know, he would come down and speak and stuff like that. But that's one of the memories I remember of Mr. Anthony. How about yourself, Don? Um, Well, my father. The father that raised me, so you know, um, my biological father, I was, you know, in foster care, and so my permanent foster father is Harry Giss, and he has gone on to be with the Lord, and, um, but he, he was a great impact in my life, um, he took me to church with him, and anybody that knows me knows that that's what I love, um, and I've seen him, um, do great work at the church. He was one of the head deacons, and he was always there. He was a janitor, so he always had me cleaning the church with him. But then at home, he was, you know, the same way. You know, he he didn't allow a lot of mess to go on. He didn't allow a lot of confusion. He would, you know, call everybody together, like, okay, we're gonna get this straight. And he just led, and he, you know, uh, his famous words were. I am the head of this house. Okay. He said he said that. Put your foot down. Often. Deacon. And so and and so when he would say that we knew what that meant. And everybody would just get quiet. Get in line. And um, that's how that was. He was he was a great man. Even in his death, I began to see how great he really was when he left. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> the deacon. It was kind of funny. He'll be sitting in that front room of the big house. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. Hey, Mr. Kobe. <laughs> I'm like, do you not know your son's name? <laughs> <laughs> but, right. yeah. So, Donovan, I'll ask you this question. What um, father figure did you look up to in the absence of your dad? In the absence of our dad. I'm sorry. That is a great question. Because, you know, I had a few. Okay. One being our grandfather, who was, who immediately stepped in into that role, that role after our father passed away. I mean, from, he would spend time, would come drive, however, wherever he was, wherever he lived, he would drive, come get us just about every other weekend or every three weekends or so come get us, go do something. He was a constant figure in our lives um, in everything. And he was uh, so easy to talk to, so full of wisdom, knowledge. Um, he never judged you for anything you did or said. He would give his input, but he never judged you. Um, another father figure was uh, my godfather who was uh, very, very, very influential in uh, me getting into music and playing. Um, And he was a 
he was a pastor also, but he was funny, extremely funny. Always joke. Uh, he loved people. I mean, he never met a stranger. Right. Um, and I'm gonna speed it up. Mm-hmm. Now, even even, mm-hmm. even uh, the ones that are still living. Uh, even our uncle is a father figure. Uncle Darrell, he's a father figure. Um, uncle Gary, he's a father figure. Um, even Bishop Mickens has been a father figure. You, you know, they, they've been there for, known, known us for years and years and years, ever since we were kids. Do you speak the truth? No, yes. So, yeah. Very, they're, they're still very influential, even if we, we don't get to talk often. You know, when, when we see each other, it's always love. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you on the father figures, uh, my grandfather being top dog. But um, Uncle Gary, uh, he was he stepped in, and we had numerous father figures. Uh, my uncles would step in as well. But like Donovan, so do you remember um, Uncle Gary in the white van? <laughs> With the blue and black stripes. Yes. So yes. they had a conversion van, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we took that van everywhere. Everywhere. Um, we. Yeah, with the TVs and stuff in the refrigerator. Dang. I had a little table in the middle of the floor. I've back. always turned the wanted seats around. my parents yes. to get one of those vans, and they never did. Man. Good. It, dude, because we got we would get stranded because the transmission <laughs> went out. Quite so, often. So wow. we would have to rock back and forth. Like going down the hill, let's, let's get this momentum going because we got to get up this hill. Wow. <laughs> Memories. Memories. Oh, wow. Yes. Dang. But um, I agree with you. Um, yeah, Bishop Mickens, um, my uncle Drew, those guys have been a part of our life uh, for a majority of our life now. And those guys have shown us how to treat women, how to raise a family, how to be a man in your house. So I appreciate them to this day. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to all the father figures. Yeah, shout out. Mm-hmm. To all the father figures, the ones who are in heaven enjoying time, right? We'll be there, just not soon. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy yourself. So hold it down till we get there. <clears throat> I got a question for you guys. So, awesome. how has being a father impacted your life? Man, I mean, I'll, I'll start out by saying, you know, being a father is not easy. Um, you know, a lot of people want to sugarcoat it and say you know it's 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 all peaches and cream but it's it's hard it's a tough job and you know you there there's always things that that you experience growing up that you maybe uh, want to change for your kids or you want to make sure that you do something a little bit different or you know whatever the case may be but you you're always juggling between yourself and being who you want to be for your kids so it's tough, but it, I mean, it's also rewarding. It's the most rewarding thing that I've ever done, uh, and the best job I've ever had. So I would, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, I can follow up with that. Um, then when I became a dad, <laughs> I had two pandemic babies. So right. Was oh, so you busy. was getting busy, <laughs> busy at the house. <laughs> Listen, what, what else you going to do, right? <laughs> See? 
Everything else was closed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Bust <laughs> Yo. Hey, well, you know. Hey. <laughs> it's there. So, you know, I got two amazing but extremely different songs. That Preston is two. He'll be three in November. And Landry just turned one. That is my mother's going to test me in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! You can already see it. He's a little different than Preston. Preston was very calm. This one is a little head. He has a lot more energy. What is the second one? <laughs> the second one what is it? But you know, when I became a father, it it, uh, it was very fulfilling. Hmm. Um, it was one of those things where, like, wow, this is what it feels like. Oh wow! You know, and you know, as a as a man, as a father. You want to do everything possible, one, to be the best dad, to be the best father for them mm-hmm. boys. You want to be the best example. You want to be as present as possible. You want to be the best pr- provider for right. them. Mm-hmm. You want, even as they're young, you, you still want to want them to have, uh, to see you working hard, treating their mother right. Doing whatever you need to do to show them, give them a great example. Um, because even though they're young, they're going you, you're planting seeds that it will eventually grow. Yeah. Okay. I, feel that. I feel that. How about you, Jacoby? Um, for me, when I first became a father, being a father very scared. You were scared? Yes. Why? Um, the all the unknown. Am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Do I have what it takes to raise um, a daughter? So w- once I had um, my first my first child, which is my daughter, um, it became easy. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh this girl's possible. But then when when my son came, it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What do I do with it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not the um, as far as you know with sports, and I'm not you know I'm I'm, I'm a church boy. I'm not into sports. I'm into church and singing and this and that. But um, I learned he teaching me. I just want you. Mm-hmm. None of that matters mm-hmm. to me, Daddy. You matter to me, and because of that. I can tell y'all, oh God, the show. Come on, come uh, but on, seriously, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do a fact to impress you. Mm-hmm. And he, he's not, I mean, it ain't like I'm having this conversation with him, but his actions are telling me, no, I just want you. You're all that matters. And so because of that, like Rob said, it is hard because you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to be the best example you can be. Mm-hmm. But I found out my children let me know they just want yeah, like I don't have children yet. I got mm-hmm. a, I got a dog son, mm-hmm. but I've heard y'all y'all can shout out the snacks. Yeah. snacks. Yes, my dude. Roof, roof, nephew. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all can interject. Like having children is the only thing that you have to learn as you go along. Like Absolutely. there's there's nothing that you can. Um, you ain't never there's, lie. there's no manual. No, no, there's no manual. It's like on the job training. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and, and like Donovan was saying, they they different. So one thing you do for one child may not work for the the next child. Mm-hmm. So you you always gotta switch it up. It's always a switch up. And they switch up every day. They do. Like. <laughs> you, you, you think I'm good with him this day? I'm like, okay, I can okay, do that like, again. 
Well, no, no, no. Him, he said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. This is what I'm on today. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to, sh- like Bishop Mick could say, move with the move, shift with the shift, shift <laughs> with the train. With the train. <laughs> oh, wow. like, oh, so we're not doing that today? Too? No, we're not doing that today. Yeah. I want to cry all day. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do today. That's, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're going to take a small break, and then we'll come back with some more questions. This is Candidly Crawford Podcast. What's up? It's your boy Nick. What up, what up, what up? We back at we back at it. I got a few more questions for you guys. Cool. Once again, thank you again for joining me. Okay. So honorary Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what is the biggest lesson that your children have taught you? Of? I'll start. <laughs> the biggest lesson is I thought I had patience until I had patience. <laughs> <laughs> you told me I didn't have enough patience. Um, even at the age that they are now, it's teaching me daily to work on my patience. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, and this is just, you know, me now. I'm like, I, I'm, pre- I'm a pretty patient guy. Mm. And <laughs> I just, just Lord, I, I told Teresa, shout out to my wife, yeah. the other half what of Candidly Candid yeah. Crawford. I'm like, I hope. What up, TZ? Our child. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I hope our child has my demeanor because I'm very calm. Oh. Wait, so what you saying? Uh, yeah. t- it's too many women in my family that has a <laughs> in-your-face personality. At times. Mm-hmm. My sister. Yeah, we love her. Okay. What's I love her. Um, Journey. Mm. My God, baby. Just like her mother. Lord. Exactly like her. <laughs> and then, like, just hearing stories from Teresa's family. Teresa, come on. She's number three. <laughs> you want to be cool. We can work. I can work with that. But. Yeah, they ain't. Lord, if it be a little just let me. Just and then Jesus said the same thing. He said, "But nevertheless." Okay, let's not go. <laughs> let's not go there. You you answer the question. What has your children taught you? What's the biggest lesson they taught? I don't. Ha- I wasn't consistent. Hmm. Okay. Being a, a father to my children, you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't cons- consistent enough. And so, what I mean by that is, is that staying on top of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being consistent with them, being consistent with, you know, it could be, um, I was consistent in some ways, but in a lot of ways, I was not. I have to always be on guard. I have to always be, sometimes I just want to take a breath. Sometimes I just want to, no, you can't. You got to be consistent in what you're doing with them in order for them to be successful in life. Because you the definition for you guys. I had to learn, I had to be consistent with them. I could not fall off. It's crazy. It's crazy because, like, when you say you was not consistent, I'm like, dude, you're in the house. <laughs> but consistency and present, they're two totally different things. Mm-hmm. You can be present for somebody mm-hmm. and not be consistent. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can be, you get your presence can be there, but you're not present to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, you know, as you get to Rob, I would say this. 
they're gonna be as they as your kids get older, they're gonna teach you more lessons. Cause you're gonna learn something else about yourself and them. They're gonna teach you something else. It's gonna be another life lesson. So I'm I'm gonna have to echo what Donovan said. Um, patience. That's that's. Um, I'm just like him. I thought I was patient. I thought I was you know chill. Like oh it's it's fine whatever. But then you know when you when you get to tell him something, they don't do it. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. Like you, you got to be patient in making sure that you are getting your message across um, clearly and succinctly. Um, and maybe you have to say it multiple times. Mm. And oh, that's wow. that's the part I don't I don't like. Um, repetition, it's hard for me. So being patient, something I still got to work on. I'm continuing to work on. Man, like I would never know um, with all of you guys because first of all, I'm like, okay, these are my best friends. I've been there for um, all of your children's birth, and like. Y'all don't, on the outside, it seems like y'all have it together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, asking these questions, it's like, oh, you're not Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not ever going to claim to be. It's, it's, hey, it's a real thing. They told me, choose your battle. And I'm like, because I'm like Rob when I say something, because that's how my dad was. You know, he said something, you did it. I'm the head of the town. I did that for something. I said, well, I am too. <laughs> he didn't say that, but his attitude said it like, I'm the man here too. You know, and it's just like, I, chest poked out. Yeah, I, I seen I seen this uh, meme on Facebook. It was like, and it was like the father like this and the son looking like this too. Talking about when you, uh, it's so frustrating when you're trying to, uh, I can't say that, get you out of your 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 son, y'all. When y'all have the when oh that's when y'all have matching attitudes. Oh okay. So, question: Did you guys bring in your rearing and your upbringing and try to emulate that on your children, or try to put that on your children? That's a great question because you want to. However, the methods. The methods have changed. Okay. And the method that worked on this child may not work on that child. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, I try I think we had a pretty good upbringing. We did. We strong discipline. Um, right. Now with my sister, I don't you know. That's a whole nother. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you winning. The, the scale is tipped in your favor. But uh yeah, you you, you wanna try to emulate some of the, 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 the core disciplines that you came up with, but you may run into the, the thing of it's not working. So you kinda gotta pivot to see, hey, let me try something else. Let me see if this works with this child. And like I said, and they they may can also attest is this will work with this one. Something totally different will work with this one. Right. I see that um, with you Jacoby. I'm, I'm really glad that, and no offense, you know, a lot of people into my brother and my brother, you know, they have our, what we call stair steppers. You know, they have they have one child right after another, kind mm-hmm. of in the sort of kind of yep. that way. Mm-hmm. But to me, I have 11, 11 years set, you know, apart. Right. 
which at first I was just like, oh, we start no, no, oh God, but it really works because it's like, she helps us, right? <laughs> but then you know, I don't have to worry about her a lot. I just have to make sure, okay, are your grades good? Which she shout out to her straight A student, hey, you know, so and shout so um, she's good in school. She's she's been helping and all of this, um, but then you have him, and it's like. I can I can be able to be consistent instead of having two little ones at one time. Well, um, you know, I, our our upbringing was good. Um, me and my sister, um, you know, but th- there's there's methods like Donovan said. There's methods that you wanna that you wanna try um, that may not always work. Um, so, you know, us being raised. Um, blank blank years ago um <laughs> how old we were but you know there's a lot of things that are done differently um today as far as as far as parenting goes so there's a lot of trial and error on uh, everything you do and, and you know being able to pivot and switch it up and and try new things uh, when something's not working it, it's key so i i have a question for you guys but we'll come back And we're back. It's your boy Nick, Kendall Lee Crawford. I have a few more questions, um, and then I'll let you guys speak. Okay, is that cool with cool. you guys? Say word, word, Lego word. Um, what was your favorite memory with your father? So, sure. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the, think of the favorite. Um. And like, I mean, I don't have a favorite memory with my dad, but I do remember something with uh, one of my father figures, um, with my uncle, actually. He was, uh, my uncle Darrell, he was dating my aunt. And I guess he was trying to get in good with the family because we was up the street from his house and he let me drive his car and I had no... (laughs) Green monster? No, no, no. The prism. The white one? Yes, white wow. ghost. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, he cool. He, he let me drive his car. And, I, and it was half a mile, maybe, <laughs> up the street. And I was like, come on. And I was like, I like him. He's still in there. Yeah, he was. And <laughs> he, he got did, it. He got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 20 years, 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that I have several, and I may have mentioned it before. Grandfather, he would literally come get us, pick us yes. up, and he always did something. Either <laughs> we would go bowling, he taught us how to bowl. Um, <laughs> we would go to a a matinee. You wasn't spending for a price for oh, a movie. That's how. That's the reason why I'm the way I am. I'm frugal mm. because of my grandfather. We're going to a matinee at the dollar book. That means it's like seventy five cents. <laughs> but it was everything. It was absolutely because he literally took out the time. He could live an hour and a half away and literally drive up there just to pick us up. I'm gonna take us here. I'm gonna take us to get something to eat or all of the above. Right. Or awesome. he would um he would come and pick us up and then we would go back to his house. And 
he would teach us how to cook. Like we would be in the kitchen with him. Yeah. Um, there was one time I went to his house and I don't know if Donovan and Brooke will remember this, but uh I got sick and so we had to come home early. Had an asthma attack. Oh, that was quite often. That was often. Like, oh, as a kid, I was. We would always have to go back because of Nick. <laughs> and so, but he'd be like, you what? You good? Oh, I think he was no. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he said, are you good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you still talked about it. Yeah, mm. it was, quite often, we had to cancel our plans. It don't matter. I, I want to say we was at... <laughs> Heroin's one time. Well, he didn't go that year, remember, because he was bad. Yeah. We were at Carolyn's one time, and we had to turn around or leave or something because Nick had an asthma attack. It was bad. But I'm healed. Are you healed? He not. Nah. Completely. <laughs> he not. <laughs> but uh, I just took over your story, but like when you said my grandfather, I, I yeah. just remember that. Yeah, he would teach us how to cook. <laughs> the funny thing is, we will always, when we stay with him, we will always have a midnight snack. It'll be 8.30. He would call it a midnight snack. Yes. Literally, a midnight snack. <laughs> we getting juice. Before bed. Yeah. We, we're going to get some juice with some ginger ale mix. Mm. Concoction. And then we will get a couple he of those a, cookies. with. He was a mixologist. The, yeah. And a couple <laughs> of those cookies, the ring cookies that you put on yeah. your finger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can taste them now. It's mm, a butter. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Those are vacation in. Bible school cookies. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know he was a pastor. So right. He might have been taking them from the church. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was his church, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do what you want to do. Yeah. That's what they all do. Right. All. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what other memories? I'm sorry. He, I don't... Was, he, was, he was so frugal. He, he wouldn't say he was cheap, but he was frugal. He was he conscious of... I've never seen a person literally split up a rotisserie chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> a a like that bird had to be two pounds, two pound rotisserie chicken between four people. From KFC, that's when that KFC had the rotisserie mm-hmm. chicken. He would split them up between four people. He would split up literally a two pound chicken. He would feed. Maybe that was a hen. I don't know what it was. It was a baby chick. It wasn't fully developed yet. Man, that and then we would go to the grocery store and get green beans and mashed potatoes and make them instead of buying a family meal from KFC. Yeah, Um, he would buy. Yeah, he would buy them sides from the restaurant. If we want them sides, we got to make them. And I never seen him use the oven. He always uses toasters. Yeah, so wow. That's because he was trying to save. Um, like Chris dad and everybody hate Chris. That electricity bill. Yeah. Yeah. He he uses toaster oven, not his uh, grill oven. <laughs> yeah. Lastly, <laughs> and he still to the day he passed away still had that March of Dimes T-shirt. He had a T-shirt that was older than I was. He got it in 1981. Wow. And he worked at JC so it was the J.C. Penney March of Dimes t-shirt. The shirt started out Carolina blue. It ended up being clear. <laughs> like, see through. You can see through. Yeah. <laughs> and he would still wear it, like to go to sleep and stuff like that. He would hang it up. It was up in his closet. The very day that he died, that it, shirt was in his closet. Like it was paper thin. Wow. He kept it. He, and he was very 
simplistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of shoes, two pairs of shoes. A brown and a black. Mm-hmm. Two pairs of dress shoes. Brown and black. You yeah. I ain't doing work. I'm getting my mom over there. Yeah. You had that black book, though. <laughs> yep, he had a full. <laughs> Older ladies' numbers. Anyway, so. <laughs> black book was full of uh, names, numbers, and emails. Nancy, Bertha, Louise. Was it, was it a family? Probably. Yeah. She was more than one. He was OG with it. He was emailing. Mm. I saw I saw some hotmail emails in there. <laughs> Not hotmail. Hotmail. Hot the book was had tape on it. That's how long he had it. Wow. But we're moving. Yeah. What about you, Jacoby? So, this church, that was my life. Okay. It was just going with him to clean the church. Mm-hmm. It was just me and him. And I loved it. I just wanted to go with him to clean the church. Let's go with him to do church work. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Were you praising him while he was cleaning? Yes, I was. I, so I was. So what I would do is vacuum. And I, my thing was, I had to vacuum the whole sanctuary. You know, my whole church is a pretty good size. Mm-hmm. And so my daddy didn't play. I mean, imagine not nobody in the church is so pretty. Anyway, so I would have on my earphones and um, I'd just be singing and he'd let me do my thing. And I would clean, but just going to the church with him and um, doing that was um, a lot. It was, it was. It was it was a great memory and another memory of me. I don't know why this is, came to me. The first time you took me to the bank to open up um, a bank account, mm. that was kind of special mm-hmm. to do that. I felt like you was you had arrived. I had arrived because you know you know I had a little job, so. <laughs> Pat me on the back. Y'all just want to let me cough. That's all right. I, I told him I'm sending him my honorary. Just call him Mike. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, bro? Yeah, so I, I know um, there are so many. Um, just like y'all were saying, there's so many. I could probably go down the list and, and be here all night, but we're not going to do that. We're going to pick one. Um, and that one would probably be, uh, I think it was my ninth birthday a long time ago. Um, we went to Myrtle Beach. Uh, it was me, him, and my mama. I don't know where my sister was at at this time, but um, we went down there to celebrate my birthday, um, and they had a little birthday party for me. There was a couple um, kids that I had met in the pool, and they <laughs> came to the party. Um, it, but it, he just made me feel so special. Like, it was it was all about me, uh, and it really was, because, you know, we went out fishing. Um, he taught me how to fish. Uh, he taught me how to put... Um, some chicken legs in the crab thing. We caught some crabs. Okay. And then we, you know, we came back to the spot and we we cooked it all up. Um, and that was a that was a really special time. I, I remember that. Um, and I, I never forget that that memory. That was that was one of my fondest memories. That's what's up. So, um, I got a question. Do you guys have any advice? For any of the listeners who have a strained relationship with their dad. <laughs> wow. Mm. I, I mean, like one one thing that has um, been on the forefront of my mind when I came up with this question is um, 
let down your pride um, to fix that situation. You don't know how how long that you'll have with your dad. Um, I, I would have never known that we only had three years with Donovan um, with our father. Right. And so, um, first of all, you're blessed to even still have your father here. Um, so just let down your pride. Like, um, there's nothing that important to stand on to mess up a relationship that mm-hmm. you have. So. I'm kind of different. Okay. I'll say this. Um, I think for the listeners, for real, mm-hmm. they're going to have to get to the place because when you ask a question like that, you have to understand that a lot of times it's not on the child. A lot of times it is the father. Okay. And you have to understand when they get to the place to understand that sometimes their father cannot give them what they feel they need. And I feel like that that's what strained relationships may be because you have an expectation of them. Especially grown adults that have still have their father. You expect them to be a certain way and they're supposed to do this and do that and they didn't give me this and they didn't give me that. I think once they really, you guys really accept that and accept that, hey, I only can get a certain thing from my father. And I have to be okay with that. And then that it couples with what you're saying, then that pride can, you know, come down because it's like, I don't expect you to do this and this and this. I only expect you if you call once a week or call once a month or if you only can come or however, whatever the relationship is, I'm just going to expect this one thing or what you can give me instead of expecting, looking at um, Rob's uh, father and how great he was, where you're not doing that comparison thing, where you're not like such and such father and such and such father. You have to accept where you are and where your father is. Because at the end of the day, it's not being, it's not easy being a father. And we have to understand that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm listening. We have to understand that our fathers also have had to deal with their trauma and their demons and whatever they had to go through in life as well. And some of them are still coming out. So we can have some compassion and say, okay, I only can expect this out of you. And once I lower my expectation and know that I can get this from you, we can we can build from it. Okay. So what you're saying is let go of your expectation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or meet in the middle to find those expectations. Right. I was going to say, do you really have to let go of your expectation? I think I agree with what you were saying, but I also think you have to find a way to effectively communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything you were saying was good. It really was. Their method of communication might not be your method of communication. If, if normally, normally with our fathers that are older than us, it's not. Right. You know. And like you said, um, their way that they experienced for years with their parents or even their father um, could have traumatized them. Or, you know, they had years and years of stuff being poured into them. But now, this generation will need them to use their son. Me as their son, and you as their son, 
we're on a totally different playing field. Mm-hmm. Right. Life is different. Culture mm-hmm. is different. Right. It's true. Um, both parties have to be open to talk, to communicate. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's difficult for, like you said, older, older generations to really open up. But um, definitely, I would say, try to find a common ground for communication. Right. And, I mean, I, and just to add on, I think both of y'all are, you know, knocking on all the, the, the high points. But I also think, you know, finding those barriers and finding out ways to break down those barriers um, are, are going to get you a step in the right direction. Um, so, you know, as you find those barriers and, and are able to break them down, that's where the communication and the pride and all that stuff comes in too. So there's always a give and take of trying to figure out where you stand um, and making sure that you can come to a common ground in, in some manner or aspect. And if you can, I, w- I would say if, if both of you cannot, then I would seek out a trusted licensed therapist right sometimes you need a mediator because first of all you know like like donovan said you know their generation is different because a lot of them are kind of silent and we're more um you know um we, we voice our opinion and sometimes that doesn't mix well right that's why you need a mediator to say okay let's bring it to the table and you both can bring in somebody that can help you navigate through all of that. Absolutely. That you can come to a common ground. I think. Yeah. Non-biased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the, I call them, no dog in the fight, people. Right. <laughs> Man, this yeah. has been a great conversation. Um, again, thank you um, all for joining me. This has been therapeutic in one way um, I was able to say some things um, I, I was able to celebrate you guys you guys are my best friends um, and I love huh Touch me. yeah I love each and every one of you guys I think yeah flip it reverse it so um I, what was I gonna say you know um, I think your fathers would be proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. He would be, you know, you guys are great men, uh, great fathers, great pillars in your community. Community, so he would just be proud. Like, and and I know that each one of you guys' father is looking down. So it's getting a little thick in here, buddy. Okay. So anybody <laughs> got anything that? to to say? I'm good. Okay. We're gonna take this one last break, and then we're gonna conclude this podcast. All right. Stay tuned for the conclusion of this episode. The Kennedy Crawford Podcast is available on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with us. Follow, like, subscribe, and share. Hey guys, it's your boy Nick, one half of Kennedy Crawford, where we discuss life, God, and marriage. So we're just wrapping up this Father's Day podcast. Um, thank you again for joining us, okay. joining me. Anybody got any last words to say? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh. Okay, Jakes. Okay, TV fake. <laughs> get ready. Get ready. How can people follow you? Oh, um, <laughs> Facebook, I'm Jacoby Adams. Um, Instagram, I am Laz um, by Mr. Kobe. 
Um, that's about it. I want to shout out to my beautiful wife, Michelle, and my beautiful children who made me love family and all they did it to Mariah and Judah. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't be a father without the mother of my children, so mm-hmm. shout out there. I'm um, a beautiful wife, and shout out to kids, uh, Langston and Eloise. Um, I'm sorry. He's still on that chicken. <laughs> hey, it was, it was bomb. Donovan, how about yourself? Listen, I enjoyed it. Um, first, shout out to my my oh so beautiful wife, Lanita. My two boys, Preston and Landon. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. I am Donovan Sattler. On Instagram and TikTok, Mr. 87 Keys. That's spelled out mr 87 K-E-Y-Z. Um, also, you'll see my business on all of my platforms. Um, I am Sadler Financial Solutions, LLC. I have partnered with an, an amazing company where we are not just financials, we're not just credit, but we give you a full legal plan to help improve your entire life. Mm. Uh, right now, we are in a Strive for 75 campaign. Okay. What is that? So we believe that everyone deserves to have a home. Our home ownership program is a nationwide initiative to increase home ownership rate to 75% for all Americans. Okay. We help aspiring homeowners achieve the dream of home ownership and affordable access to attorneys and the tools you need to create the life you deserve. Hmm. Quick stats. Um, A recent survey of the U.S. Census is... Pretty much put put it like this, so you can be in perspective. Seventy-four, almost seventy-five percent of home ownership are Caucasian. Wow. Um, Fifty-nine, almost sixty percent is Asian American, right? Fifty-five percent are American Indian or Alaskan Natives. Okay. Forty-eight, almost forty-nine percent are Hispanics. Right. Unfortunately, African Americans come in at the tail end of that. Barely over 44 percent. So we have an initiative right now, Strive for 75, to close that gap. We want to be 75 percent across the board for everyone. Okay. I like it. All right. Um. So if we want last, we need to follow Mr. Kobe. If we want a house, we need to follow Donovan or Mr. 87 Keys. Um, my name is Nicholas Crawford, one half of Candidly Crawford, and you can follow us wherever podcasts are are there. We're there. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Everything is Candidly Crawford. Like, share, subscribe. Um, and is there anything else before we leave? Hey, we appreciate you having yeah. us on here. Thank you so much. A good talk. Uh, I love talking to all of y'all. When you're gonna have a festival? Yes. Uh, when y'all stop joking me. All right, people. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah. Can I sing now? No. Let's Bye. Not. Let's not. Peace. Peace.